Greetings to those who watch below. Before I start this video off, I'd like to give a massive shout out and a thank you to those who dwell below. They are Ghost City Shelton, Lefty Kim, Lisa Watts and Steffi Ray. Thank you guys so much for the support that you give me. If you'd like to join them and have shout outs at the start of every video, make sure to check out the link in the description box below. So many of us love to go hiking. It gives you a chance to reflect, connect with nature, and just get away from the daily bustle of our lives. However, those peaceful walks can sometimes get very, very creepy. My girlfriend and I went for a night hike by Silent Hernandez. A few months back, my girlfriend and I were bored hanging around the house and spontaneously decided to go out for a hike. We don't go hiking often, but the idea appealed to both of us, and even though there was only about half an hour left of light, we figured we had time enough to go enjoy a hike before it got too dark. We quickly filled up our water bottles and put on the best walking shoes we had, and were out the door, driving up into the mountains. Around my area there are many hiking trails, with the variety of trails increasing as you go up into the mountains. We tended to stay around the base of the mountains in the occasional case of us hiking, where most people would still be walking, but we wanted to change things up and progressed further up the mountain road to a trail a friend of mine had mentioned. We kept in mind our time and figured that we could hike for a bit and simply enjoy the new environment for us and finish up before it was too late. We arrived at the trailhead and see that there were no cars left along the road where the trail commences, but didn't think much of it due to the time. We still had a good 45 minutes until dark, so we continued on. We started walking down a fairly steep hill, that then recouse the elevation at the bottom with an equally steep hill that you have to ascend. We reach the top, and then it's smooth sailing from there. We see a lone coyote off of the trails a way off, and some rabbits. And I made a quip about how those rabbits might need to be careful with that coyote lurking round. She playfully hit me for that one. Approximately less than a mile into the trail, we see a large fallen tree that made a bridge over a dried riverbed and decided to take a rest, climb around on it, and take pictures. We're there for about 10 minutes and then resume hiking. We continue on the trail for a short distance until she hears a rustle in the trees behind us. We stop, mildly spooked, due to the assumed size of whatever made that rustling, but continue on, only briefly, before she decides she's done, and then we need to head back. It's twilight now, so I agree with her, and we turn around to head back to the car. When we made it back to the fallen tree, my shoe had come untied, so I used the trunk to fix my loose laces, and look behind us for the first time on the hike, which is uncharacteristic for me, but hey, I was having fun, so why be paranoid? I see a person, dressed entirely in black, with their hood on, that was a significant distance behind us, walking at a slow, even pace. It wasn't something out of the ordinary, so what if they were wearing black with their hood on? I wear black most of the time and it's cold out. I shouldn't make assumptions. This does trigger me to be more alert, however, and I inform my girlfriend of this person's presence. It's now dusk. We continue on at an intentionally faster pace and go through a winding section of the trail, and I lose sight of the person. 
when we come around the final bend of the section I figure they're far behind us and that there's nothing to worry about. Sooner than later, the person is behind us again, but much closer, probably 50 feet in comparison to 100 feet before. We'd increased our speed, so this alarmed us. We briskly walk around another bend, and as soon as we come to it, we book it. It seemed to be a natural reaction on both our parts, as we just started running without a word. We are nearing the trailhead now, with only the hills to deal with. We catch our breaths for a moment, and I turn around again. I see the person seemingly halt a sprint upon noticing me looking back, as if they were trying to uphold the illusion of simply walking. At this point, I shall go, and we sprint down the hill. What little light was left struggled to make its way through the dense trees surrounding us, and the steep hill proved challenging to run down without a clear path to be seen. We both stumbled down the hill, almost falling multiple times, and slamming our feet onto rocks and loose brush, but we didn't fall, and we didn't look behind us. We made it to the bottom, but must continue up the initial hill, and then we will have made it out. We persevere up the incline, and make it back to our car. I briefly breathe in relief as I start my car, heart pounding and adrenaline racing. As I reverse onto the road, the person emerges at the trailhead, apparently breathing heavily. We finally get a glimpse of him. His hood had fallen off his head, exposing his pale complexion and dead eyes that were only illuminated by a single lantern at the start of the trail. He was holding something in his hand, but it was too dark to see, and I wasn't interested in sticking around to make out the object. I shift into drive and accelerate as fast as my car could muster, leaving him behind in the dust of the empty side of the road. Trust Your Gut When Hiking in the Woods by Toto Veni So, a few months ago, I was out hiking with my friend. We live in the mountains of Western MD, and we were just about six miles into an eight-mile loop we had done frequently when we decided to take some pictures and eat a snack at the summit. This area of the trail had a park, benches and tables, and a parking lot. We were sitting and talking, and I noticed a man just walking around the parking lot alone. He was walking aimlessly and staring at his feet. What confused me was that he was in jeans and a button-down shirt, not exactly hiking attire. We decided to set off on the last two-mile leg of the loop. This park goes downhill to the headquarters of the park, and is cut out of the mountain. The end of the leg is the parking lot where our car is. You don't have a lot of visibility from the trail, and you have to walk single file. I was walking in front and talking to my friend. I turned to look at her, and see the same man right behind her following at a rudely close distance. I immediately got a gut-wrenching feeling. I noticed that he didn't have any pack or hiking gear, and wasn't even wearing boots. Something about his eyes really spooked me. So, a bit more walking, and he continues to follow very close. I say to my friend that I have to tie my shoe, as a reason to step off the trail and let him pass us. In case he is only following closely, because he wants to go faster than we are. She immediately catches on to what I'm doing, and we pull over. He looks startled, 
and she says hello politely. He just stares. This is when I notice that he is carrying a stick. As I'm fiddling with my shoe, she stands between us, and he passes us. We wait to give him some distance ahead of us, but he immediately slows down. We wait a bit longer, and he gets to the farthest part of the trail that has sightlines to us, and turns around, looking up at us. We decided that something feels too wrong about this guy, and we don't want to have to pass him again. So, we turn around, and walk back up the trail towards the park with the tables and parking. A few minutes of walking up the trail, I look back, and see him walking up the trail too. He's following us. I tell my friend to walk faster. We bucket up the trail, and get to the parking lot area we were at before. We start to strategize and wait, deciding that we will wait to see if he comes back up the trail to the lot. There are more people around here, so we felt safer waiting it out. About 20 minutes go by, and nothing. We're talking about how that could mean that he kept going on the trail and is long gone, or is waiting on the trail where it's more deserted. We see a couple come up from the trail where we were, presumably taking the loop in the opposite direction that we are. We approach them and ask if they saw anyone on the trail between this lot and the next. They tell us they saw a young man sitting on a rock about halfway down. They continue to describe the man who was following us. We explained our interaction with him to the wife and get into a conversation back and forth about whether or not he was a threat. The husband finally interjects and says, We need to call a ranger. He wasn't just sitting there. He had a knife and was carving that stick. Needless to say, we called a ranger. The nice couple walked that last leg with us to make sure we got to our car safely, and then even gave us their numbers in case we needed anything. The rangers then walked the trail, but there was no sight of him. I wish I knew where he went and what happened to him, but I'm glad to know that my instincts are legitimate. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Weird Encounter While Camping and Hiking by Stood Up Once So it's the summer of 2013. I'm 21 and just finished my junior year in college. The second week of August, a group of my friends and I go on an eight-day camping trip. There's seven of us in total, four guys and three girls. We're camping in a semi-remote campground in the White Mountains of NH. There was a large campground, but very few other campers there. There were a few filled sites near the front of the campground, but we purposefully requested a site off in the back corner. We were completely by ourselves. During the trip, we planned a whitewater rafting trip for one of the days. We were hiking Mount Washington towards the end of the trip, and thought maybe we'd do one or two smaller hikes, with one or two days of just chilling by the lake at the campground. We also planned on doing plenty of drinking during the evenings. The first couple of days of the trip were fantastic. White water rafting was a blast, 
Everything's going great. So it's the evening of our third day. We have a roaring fire going. We're all just hanging out at the campsite, drinking and fucking around. It's around 9.30, when a dishevelled looking man walks past our site. His clothes are kind of torn, messy, tangled hair, all that. He looks maybe in his mid-forties. This isn't weird though, we all just think it's another camper doing a late evening stroll around the campground. About an hour and a half later, we see the same man walk past our site, in the same direction. This time he's walking slower, almost with a limp. We're all pretty drunk at this point. I think one of us might have yelled something out to him, but he just ignores us and keeps walking. Mildly strange. But still, there's probably just someone who wanted to take a long walk. We wrap up the night at about half one two. The fire's dying down, and we head back to our tents. I usually love sleeping while camping. I usually find it to be extremely peaceful, but for some reason I was having trouble sleeping this night. I get up to take a piss in the woods, and when I do, I see a faint light, maybe about 50 to 75 yards ahead of me in the woods. It looks like a dim flashlight or something similar. I decide I want to investigate. I go back to the tent. One of my other buddies is still awake, so I tell him about it. We get up to investigate, and when we do, the light is no longer on. Feeling a little unnerved, I shine my flashlight around the woods a bit, but don't see anything, so we decide that maybe my eyes were playing a trick on me before, and I head back to bed. Sometime later that night, I wake up to a terrifying scream. It was Sarah, one of the girls we were camping with. I jump out of my tent as quickly as possible and run into her as she's running back into our site. She's still screaming. She screams that there's a man standing in the middle of the woods. Now our whole party is awake and freaking the fuck out. I try to calm Sarah down enough to get her to explain exactly what happened. She says she went to pee in the woods and saw the man from earlier just standing about 15 feet from her, not moving, like a statue. We were all freaking out, yelling, screaming, making a giant commotion. I'm internally freaking out too, but try to calm everyone down enough so we can actually do something. We obviously decide to get the fuck out of there. We frantically take down our tents, basically just ripping the poles out and throwing everything into the back of our cars. Then we sped out of there. It's around 4am. We're in two separate cars, and decide to just drive away from the campsite and try to clear our heads. Eventually, around 5.30, we find a small diner that's open, and decide to head in for some breakfast. We all have different theories about what the hell just happened. Some of us think we just ran into a homeless guy who was camping out of the woods and was surprised by us. Some of the girls think maybe he was purposefully stalking us. Either way, Obviously, none of us are comfortable staying at that campground again. I head back to the front desk of the campground with two of the other guys. We explain what happened, and the guys at the front desk actually seemed to believe us, but said there was definitely no other campers currently that fit the description of that guy. They were insanely nice about it, and actually refunded most of the remainder of our stay, which astonished me. As a group, we decided that fuck it. We weren't letting one freaky guy ruin our trip. We find another campground a good ways away to stay in. Fast forward two days, we're hiking Mount Washington. We get up real early and get to the mountain around 7.30 to start hiking up. 
We're a little over halfway up the mountain when we see the very same guy hiking down. This time he looks much better. His hair isn't crazy, his hiking clothes are relatively clean. We're all just frozen. A few of us let out a surprise scream. He just strolls past us with this massive grin. Luckily, there are enough hikers nearby. We continue to decide we decide to continue hiking up anyways, since he is headed in the opposite direction, and hope we just never encounter him again. We did finish the hike, and luckily didn't see him. After that, we did decide to cut the trip short a couple of days. Looking back on it, we've all come to the conclusion we were likely being stalked in some way. If it was just some homeless guy in the woods near the campground, what the hell is he doing hiking down Mount Washington a couple of days later? It was a pretty unnerving and bizarre experience, for sure. Hiking by Wes2020 My family has some property that backs up to Carson National Forest in New Mexico. It's been in the family for years, and my sister and I both spent our summers up there. It's gorgeous. Nice and green, cool mountain air in the summer. It was a relief to get up there and away from the dusty ranch. My dad was ex-military, and having two daughters, let's just say we did lots of outdoor stuff. He taught us survival skills and how to defend ourselves. We hunted and fished, and did lots of camping and hiking. To us it was always a fun time, but I guess he felt the need to pass on his skills to us. We spent several weeks in the summer up there hiking with him, and exploring the old cabins, mining communities, and checking the big ditch project that was built for Red River back in the late 1800s. I think that's the correct date for that project, but I'm not sure. Anyway, it's a great place to hike, with some beautiful high mountain lakes, streams, and lots of wildlife. This happened when I was in college, and my younger sister was still in high school. My dad was still at home having to work, and would come up every few weeks to spend time with us. We were up there with our mum, and she mainly spent time in town or around the property painting. We spent our time on the jeep trails or hiking and sleeping. It was late June, maybe early July, and we decided we were going to hike up to Lost Lake. It's one of my favourite lakes up there, because if you look at it from a certain angle, it looks like a heart. We set off in the morning and were prepared. We both had a small pack, our water, some snacks, and a small hammock we planned to set up once we got to the lake so we could just enjoy the area for a while. I'll admit to being an outdoor type, and swear when it's quiet enough you can hear the trees talk. We both always carried a knife when we hiked. My dad insisted we have something, just in case an accident happened, or we just needed it. The hike was going good. Since the summer cabin is pretty far up the valley, we just set out on foot to the trailhead. To get to Lost Lake, you take another trail that goes up to Middle Fork Lake. Then, you break off that trail for Lost Lake. We run into a few other hikers, but they're going to Middle Fork Lake, and we were pleased, because it looked like we could possibly have Lost Lake all to ourselves. It's a pretty good hike, with some long switchbacks at the end, but totally worth it, because the lake is just beautiful, and a very pretty emerald green in colour. We got there, and saw that we did have the lake to ourselves. We hiked around the lake, and decided to hike back a bit to find a good spot to set up our hammocks. 
We walked into the tree line, and the first thing my sister said was, Do you smell that? And yeah, I did. It was a dead animal, with a strong scent of blood. We'd done lots of hunting and knew that smell, and that's when I saw it. It was a deer carcass, but what was around it was what disgusted me. Placed around the deer carcass in a circle were its organs and entrails. But it wasn't like it was being cleaned. It's like they were placed in a certain arrangement, with little piles of rocks in between everything. Now I know how some people get disgusted with their kills, and I've had some guys try to gross me out, but I don't fall for crap like that. This made me uneasy. It wasn't just being cleaned, it was like it was set up in a certain meaning, or it had meaning. I step back from this weird circle, and then my sister starts to say my name, but stops. Because then, we see the guy who had done this. And he looks like he just climbed out from inside the deer, because he is covered in blood, and doesn't have much clothing on. At first I thought he didn't have anything on, but honestly, I didn't try to check him out much. He was standing away from his gruesome little circle, just standing close to a group of trees that were pretty close together. He was like, maybe 20 feet from us. I think he was trying to hide. My dad had always taught us that if we ever found ourselves in a situation where we didn't feel we were in control, to do everything in our power to try and take control of the situation. Do something that's going to take the other person by surprise. Don't do what they expect you to do. So, this was raging through my brain, and I could also tell my sister was about to freak the heck out. So I stepped up and said, Hey, pretty good kill you got there. Did you use a bow? The guy just stood there, his eyes all crazy wide like he was stoked out of his brain on planet Pluto. So I'm thinking, great. We ran into a guy getting his hunt on, and he had lost it, and was getting blood crazy with his deer. He was staring me down, and I was staring right back, and my sister was getting ready to run. I still don't know what came over me, but I then put my hand on my knife that I kept on my waist just to show him that I wasn't completely helpless. I don't know why I did it, but something told me to let him know that I wasn't going to back down or be afraid. I kept eye contact with him, and I would guess he was maybe in his early 30s, but I'm bad at guessing people's ages. He was pretty dirty though. You could tell that, even with all the blood he had everywhere. I start to back off, and my sister had moved behind me. So I spoke again and said, So, you have a great hunting day. Again, the crazy didn't say a thing. He just stood there like he was a statue or something. Or like, maybe he thought I couldn't see him if he didn't move or make any sound. We moved back to the lakeside again, and bucket around the lake. My sister stayed up front, and she was shaking pretty bad. I was mainly pissed off at first, because if he wanted to get all crazy in the woods with his deer, then he should have gone further back up in the forest. We get back to the trailhead, and stopped to get our bearing and looked at each other. I was scanning the forest line to make sure we weren't being followed, and my sister was just in shock. We started down the trail pretty fast, and I was hoping I could keep my sister together until we could at least reach the Middle Fork Lake Trail, or that we would even run into some more hikers. But the odds weren't good on this particular trail, because you have to get an early start on the Lost Lake Trail, and by now it was late morning or noon. We were making good time, and hadn't discussed what we saw. We just started walking. 
I started to get that feeling when you just know you're not alone. I kept checking, but I didn't see anything, or even hear anything at first. My sister refused to look back, and just kept going, but I felt that I had to keep checking, to make sure the idiot wasn't following us. That's when the first stuff came flying at us. It was some small pebbles, but it really pissed me off, because it was obvious someone was throwing them at us, and it could only have been him. My sister was almost running at this point, but I am a mouthy, smart aleck. I blame the Texas upbringing. And darn it, this was my forest. I had grown up here, and these were my lakes, my trails, and I wasn't about to let some crazy dude ruin it for me. I started yelling back that he needed to go back to his deer and leave us alone. At this point, my sister's telling me to shut up and just come on. And I'm thinking, no way. This guy's just trying to scare us. The pebbles stopped, and then we started hearing barking and growling noises. My sister said, now he's growling at us? And I just told her to get on down the trail and ignore it. He was behind us pretty much the whole way, growling and making these barking noises every once in a while, but I never caught a glimpse of him. Once we got to where the trail joined him with the Middle Fork Trail, he seemed to back off. I never caught sight of him behind us, but I could hear him, and I just knew he was there. We started down the rest of the trail. My sister refused to stop or look behind her, so I kept checking every so often. We didn't hear or see anything. We started to discuss what had happened, and she felt like he was very sinister, and felt like we had been in a dangerous situation. I thought like he was just getting his kicks out scaring two girls. I mean, he had to have heard us coming around the lake. We weren't being quiet. It was the opposite, because there are black bears up there, and we would always be pretty loud while hiking, hoping to scare off any bear in the area, so we wouldn't come up on one. To this day, she still thinks he was sinister. We told our parents, and my dad didn't like what he heard. He did teach us some more close defence skills after that day, and forbid us from ever hiking alone, or just the two of us again. We didn't hike up that trail for several years with anyone. It freaked my sister out, and I just didn't like remembering a time I was scared in the forest that I considered my own. I didn't know it at the time, but after we had gotten back to the house and told my mom, she had called some neighbours, and a few of the men hiked up the next day to check things out. They did find the deer carcass and some empty hiking packs, like what day hikers use, but they were empty. They also found a rustic campsite further back in the woods that had been cleared out as well. Thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you have a story that you'd like to share, feel free to send me an email. I've popped it down in the description box. Also, like, share, comment, and subscribe to the channel. You know, all those good things. And if you do subscribe, hit the notification bell. That way you'll know when the next video comes out. So, until next time, sleep tight. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.